0: Welcome to episode eighty-five of the Weekend Review on the Source Podcasts. My name is Michael Crutcher. Jordan McDonald. Welcome to eighty-five.
1: Yes. Hello, Michael. Five away from the big one hundred. Yes. So ninety-five. Ninety-five all up. total episodes at the moment. Very
0: goes fast. Goes very fast. And well, you talk about should we have a special guest for episode one hundred? Well, we've got a special guest for episode ninety-five, and that is. Sean Parnell, the editor of the Brisbane Times, joins us now. Sean, oh welcome.
2: Thanks, Michael. Hi, Jordan. Good to be here.
0: Now I do say you're the editor of the Brisbane Times, of which you do a fabulous job. But you have a much more important job than that. Of course, you are the captain of the mighty CB Touch Football Team on a Wednesday night D grade.
2: Yeah, uh, I noticed you didn't say I do a fabulous job at that one. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> we're, we're the journeymen of uh, suburban touch football and, and uh, we give it a good hot go, that's for sure.
0: Well, you inspire me out there, Sean, I must say. You're, you're <laughs> you out don't of-
2: need any inspiration. You're just <laughs> off on your own, Grudge. We know that. <laughs>
0: Hey look, thanks for joining us, big week for you because Brisbane Times had a relaunch this week, an official relaunch. You've done a, a great job with that website and had a really good function on, on Wednesday to officially relaunch that. So Brisbane Times we know has been around for some time on the Queensland news scene, was owned by Fairfax, then became a Nine property when uh, Nine uh, took over the Fairfax papers. So Sean know why the relaunch? Because it's a big decision, but why did you decide to do that?
2: Look, we've known for some time that, um, Brisbane is changing, it's evolving, uh, it, it's always been a fantastic city, um, and it's, it's, uh, a bigger part of the action these days. So we, we, we felt that, um, first and foremost, we want to make sure that what we were doing and what we do in the future, um, fits with a city like this. Um, and so we set out to do some research. I, I had some ideas, uh, some preconceived ideas beforehand about, what might be best for this, this audience or this market um, and the research. Uh, but we we had to talk to people. We had to do some research. We had to take some advice and seek out some answers to really know what we were doing. Um, and fair to say, I had some, some thoughts that, that proved wrong and I'm always happy to be proven wrong. Um, and we, we decided to really, I guess, try and match Brisbane and what's happening here. We, we, We wanted to be on topic and on trend and be a bit more visual and a bit more vibrant um, because we think that's the city that Brisbane is and the city that it will continue to be and will become. You know, you you want an information source that really taps into everything that's happening here, good and bad, um, and that's what we're trying to deliver. Um, You know, we we still have a lot of work to do and these things will change, but we really wanted to make sure we understood what we were doing before we set out to do it.
1: You mentioned you did some research. What findings surprised you from that research?
2: Look, uh, I guess um, you know Queensland is a is a fairly diverse state uh, to start with. Um, every region has its own identity, um, and you know we often talk about Southeast Queensland as if it's you know one you know big area, one big mass, um, and it's not. There are, there are, there are differences. Uh, even within southeast Queensland, in terms of uh, what people are interested in, uh, where they're coming from, um, what they're willing to pay for and what they want to consume. Um, so we really focused first and foremost on Brisbane. Um, it, it came down to, we're Brisbane Times. Um, let's make sure that we know what happens in Brisbane and we see things from that prism. Um and the world's changed. I mean, one thing that, that came up in the research that just constantly amazes me, and it, it's a reflection of, I guess, how you know some parts of social media are a bit toxic or some parts of political debate are fairly polarised. But we did some research that uh, showed from memory, I think it was 40% of Queenslanders aren't willing to ask a question online for fear of being shouted down. Yeah, yeah. um and it was just one of those those sort of questions that came up in in parts of the research and I thought maybe that's the environment that has been out there for too long that that yeah. people don't feel comfortable online and that's the space where you know a lot of people are getting their information and their entertainment uh, is online um so that also guided part of our uh, our approach a, a lot of research a lot of asking questions, of other people and of ourselves. And it, it's been a, you know, a fascinating process. So that's
0: interesting. Concerned. You say that, Sean you know, in the sense that looking at your, your homepage this week and your individual stories, it, it's got a quite a nice tone to the website. You're not a shouty website. You seem to be engaging with people on a, a respectful level. Is that been part of it? Thinking about that tone and, and just how you come across to readers. Yeah.
2: I mean, we don't want to, you know, if, the way I see it, if if, if our journalists are keeping uh, in touch with their community, which is, is Brisbane, and that's that's their audience, then they'll get a feel for how people are feeling about issues. Um, but we're not going out there to to fire people up, or yeah. to get them to hate the other side, or to terrify them uh, about something. If people are scared, we'll reflect that. You know, if people yeah. are hopeful, we'll reflect that. Um, but. One thing we have found in our research is that, that um, the people who live and work and, and play in Brisbane, they're really smart people. You know, They can see through any attempt to try and um, spin them or give them clickbait or whatever. They're very smart people. They'll make their own minds up. Um, they just want the information. They want the news, um, and they want someone uh, responsible to, to give it to them, and that's, that's a challenge for us is to meet, uh, fit that brief.
1: How competitive is it now for eyeballs across news and uh, also entertainment options? Obviously, your social media presence is strong, so you're trying to bring people back to the site from there?
2: Uh, yeah, we are. We, we just want to be uh, where the people are, um, and we know that uh, people spend time on social media platforms, um, and so we're on there. with we're, we're not only on there to, to share and distribute our stories. We're on there to see what people are thinking about and what people are talking about. Um, we know that people's time is limited, and there, they, there's competition for a whole manner of subscription sources. So, in a way, we are competing um, for their time. We're competing not only against other media organisations, but we're competing against streaming services. You know, people have to to be careful with their budgets these days. And we're, we're fully aware of that. So um, if people are willing to subscribe to us, that means they're making a choice between us and something else. And we have to really make sure that we we deliver value for money.
0: And one of the good things Sean knows that Nine's investing in journalism because there are new positions being filled for Brisbane Times. So the, to cover the city effectively, that's obviously a big bonus, but that's in this era, that's a, it's a really bright sign.
2: Oh, it is, and I, one thing that that um, has amazed and comforted me is that the organisation is behind this. You know, sometimes uh, working or living in Brisbane, you get a bit of a chip on the shoulder that you know people down south think of you differently. Um, that hasn't been the case at all. We've we've had we've had full support for what we're trying to do. Um, we've hired I think seven people in seven months now, and and a good mix of people too. Um, you know, I'm, I've been, a, I guess, a career journo, but we've brought in a few people who don't have that traditional journalism experience because we want new ideas and new ways of doing things. Um, but, yeah, we, we, as editor, I'm also conscious that um, to have had investment uh, in this um, point in the market and in the industry, um, you know, we're incredibly grateful. Uh, we think that's a reflection of... of what the company uh, sees in Brisbane and, and and hopes for Brisbane, and uh, yeah, we just need to do it properly.
0: So importantly, Sean, O these seven mm. highs in the last seven months, can any of them play touch footy?
2: <laughs> Look, that's a question we don't even ask ourselves on <laughs> Wednesday night. Um, <laughs> well, we can't. I, I know you can. I know you can. <laughs> you can fly away. Uh, oh, that's I very really generous of you. My uh, fine motor skills went years ago And the, the, the remaining motor skills are gone So um, I, I Definitely think a couple not. of play Whether they want to mix with us Is, is a completely different question
0: Well do show on the video That's the most important of the game I'll <laughs> yeah. never turn that up anyway <laughs> Hey Sean I, I know your time has been at a minimum this week Because of all that's happened with the relaunch But uh, well done on it It looks really good You should be proud of it And thanks for joining us today
2: Thanks, guys.
0: Appreciate the time. Just off the back of that chat, Jordan, one thing we wanted to bring up this week as well was a really good piece in the Semaphore uh, newsletter. It's uh, We've mentioned that a few times. Excellent newsletter, that. I love it. Yeah, very good. S E M A F O R. If you're looking for it, the Semaphore. I mm-hmm. uh, tend to do a very good weekly newsletter among uh, other uh, website stories, but they've done one this week on the fragmentation election. That's their view of what's going to happen potentially with the US presidential primaries at the moment over there as the republican contenders get lined up and of course the uh, Democrats via Joe Biden look for some airtime as well They're calling this a fragmentation election because of the trend for niche outlets to get airtime with the candidates at the expense of traditional media outlets So, you know, the power of TikTok uh, mixed in with some of these podcasts really uh, are opportunities for these contenders that they hadn't really had before when traditional, I guess, legacy media dominated. We're talking the 6pm news, the big radio stations and the print newspapers. So Semaphore correctly points out this is changing, it points to the way that some of the Republican contenders are bobbing up on podcasts, some on Christian podcasts over there, quite um, a lot of them, and and the big audiences that go with them they are saying here that one of the most media savvy of the Republican field, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, they're saying, is appearing in every media venue that will take you, and when there are none left, create your own. (laughs) So it's a bit of that look at, you know, how you get these audiences in, a, in, in an era that changes so much. One thing they mentioned is that traditionally the debates between the candidates have been good uh, traffic for TV, but they're saying without Donald Trump there, if Trump's not there, the audiences may be really small. So again, we're looking at, you know, how these audiences, how these contenders reach audiences, which has been a problem everywhere in the modern era. Max Tarni from Semaphore writes that 2024 was shaping as the first election of the age of fragmentation every legacy broadcast medium is in decline cable news is steadily shrinking and we've got also facebook pulling itself out of the business of news and politics twitter remains a real but diminished force but they say even trying to pick out some of those podcasts is tough because joe rogan is a highest rated podcaster And a sought after destination for any national candidate but among podcast listeners who say they have a favorite podcast rogan has only a five percent market share a remarkable sign of the splintered new media landscape and you see this all the time in your work on social media in particular you just see those audiences you know fragmenting and just trying to keep i guess engagement through different channels
1: yeah absolutely people are really um fine-tuned you know, the, the content they're seeing and who they support and where they're spending their time. Um, so it's, yeah, it, it, it's interesting to see it play out on such a grand stage now with the, the presidential candidate. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's interesting.
0: Now, talking about playing out on a grand stage, you want to talk about the FIFA Women's World Cup ratings.
1: Yeah, I did want to bring it up. It's, um, it's always good to get around the Australian teams when they're, when they're doing well and playing well. Um, and the Australians are really loving the women's uh, yeah. campaign FIFA at the moment. The first game against Ireland um, actually broke the record for the most watched women's sports match in Australia. It averaged an audience of one point nine three million people. Wow. It's extraordinary numbers. numbers. Yeah. And then their game against Canada the other day, um, they had an uh, audience of one point five four million viewers. Yep. What I was really interested in was the post-game, the, the post-match segment. You're just shy of a million people still watching that. Yeah, okay. So you've held on to most of the audience yep. there. Um, keep in mind here, though, to compare to other numbers, the Matildas' first match didn't come close to some of the other historic um, local sporting events. So Ash Barty, for example, 3.6 million Tuned in for that one. She's box office gold at isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she is. When she won the um Aussie Australian Open in twenty twenty one, and then the four million who watched Australia and England in the two thousand and three Rugby World Cup yeah. final, unfortunately, but it is still one of the largest television audiences of the year, beaten only by the three NRL State of Origin clashes, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's huge. But um, look, I just wanted to mention it because I think it's really pleasing. That Australians are getting behind the national women's team. Um, the audience audiences seem to be really interested in their campaign and mm. really sort of pushing them toward a hopeful victory. Um, I don't even enjoy watching soccer at all, never have, but uh, I must admit I feel the pull. I feel like I need to watch in case you know, or I might miss you know an important part of their history yep. as a team. So you know, Australians do love sport. That is the underlying. Uh, the underlying appeal here but do you think there's more to it
0: yeah I must say these have been huge numbers I've been pleasantly surprised at the numbers they've been big especially in the competition we've mentioned on the weekend review a few times the amount of sport lately it's crazy amounts of sport I mean you know the world swimming championships in which Australia dominated and 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 topped the medal tally it's sort of got put underneath uh, mm. the fifa women's tournament and also the ashes is happening over there as well in the uk yeah. what i'm interested in i watched the matillas on monday night but at the same time i also watched the ashes from the oval in london so i don't know sometimes i wonder if the ratings give the you know the 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 full numbers i, I don't know whether you know for instance uh, how many people you know i'm sure there's lots of people doing that heaps of people so i had the matildas on one screen and i had the ashes on a second screen okay and i was sort of going between those because i you know you can do that these days so mm-hmm. i just wondered too whether you know you get any stats out of people who are splitting across two
1: screens because
0: the way the stats are presented now it's just an audience for this group and an audience for that group there's no sort of similarities yeah. i don't know how you even count that
1: so are you watching on a small screen and a big screen yeah, For so two screens. Who was on the big screen though? The soccer was on the big screen. Oh, okay,
0: and the cricket was on my iPad.
1: I really thought the cricket might have won you over
0: there. No, I was overruled in the house. <laughs> but then people kept putting their head over the top of my iPad to watch the cricket. Of course. Mm. So I said, "Hey, oh, hang on, hang on a sec. Let's, yeah, you know, yeah, let's, yeah. let's." So, yeah. but at halftime, oh, the soccer cricket goes straight up. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, that's just the options now. In the, in the old days, we used to say you either watch this or that. Well, now you can watch so much. That's it. So, yeah. Uh, now, one thing we wanted to talk about today is uh, we used to call it Twitter. Yep. Now we call it X because now they call themselves X. There's so much going on in this space. What are you going to start with?
1: There is an interesting story this week where X, or Elon Musk, is suing over claims that hate speech has risen since he purchased the uh, the, the company. He's suing the Centre for Countering Digital Hate or the CCDH, as we'll refer to it, <laughs> ongoing, because I'm not going to repeat that a million times. Um, because they've claimed that the hate speech has increased since he purchased the company. Back in December, the CCDH reported there was a significant increase in the offensive language targeting specific communities, while the research uh, indicates X is not enforcing rule breaking. Really? Tweets by the Twitter Blue members okay. or subscribers, and is allowing some harmful content to remain active. Sound uh, familiar to your Twitter experience at all? Oh, always. <laughs> Even pre Elon, though, for mine. Yeah. Even pre him. So some of this might actually align with um, X's newly adopted freedom of speech, not reach. I'd not heard that mantra till. No, I haven't heard that. But that's that is their new um, policy. Freedom <laughs> so of to speech.
0: speech, not reach. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure every yep. social media platform doesn't care about reach.
1: Yeah, but he wants to challenge the um, uh, the cha- the claims anyway. He's particularly interested in who's behind the CCDH and what their underlying aim is, because there must be an ulterior motive.
0: Center for Countering Digital Hate. Good question.
1: Yep, but um, the CCDH said this week. That last week we got a letter from Elon Musk's ex-corp threatening, threatening us with legal action over our work, exposing the proliferation of hate and lies on Twitter since he became the owner. Elon Musk's actions represent a brazen attempt to silence the honest criticism and independent research in the desperate hope that he can stem the tide of negative stories and rebuild his relationships with advertisers. I mean, reassuring advertisers is a pretty obvious motive here for, uh, for Elon. Yeah. Countering that highly yep. publicised claims that X is increasingly yep. less safe for brands. That's um, true, To avoid yeah. losing them more, so I get that. Um, but X does have a, a point to argue in this, in this uh, fight. They're going to argue that this uh, digital hate group, that their findings are quite limited in scope and they're not yep. indicative of the overall performance on X. And this is because this is a reality for third party, um, part, third parties that want to analyze the data now. Um, they can only access a certain amount. And then Elon increased the cost of the API to making it virtually yeah, impossible true. to access. Yep. Um, so the review will only be relevant to the content they choose to include yep. in that. But um, this hasn't stopped the reports gaining some enormous media coverage. And so Elon really doesn't have much of a choice but to uh, stand up and fight here. Um, so the CCDH has vowed to stand by its claims and labelled Musk's letter as a disturbing effort to intimidate those who have the courage to advocate against incitement, hate speech and harmful content online. For, I reckon the solution is pretty simple and the, uh, the guy who wrote the article made a good point. He, uh, he said X could just provide the data revealing the full picture and, um, you know, put uh, these uh, claims to the test. Yep. Um, Musk has tweeted since saying that 99.99% of post impressions, we'll get to that in a minute because there's no longer yes. the tweet impressions, are from healthy content or content that does not violate our rules. That is just impossible. Yeah. 99. Absolutely 99. impossible. So, uh Yeah, look, I'm interested in what you think about. Well,
0: I'm not across really this centre for countering digital hate, the CCDH. I did type in CCDH into Google, and as well as bringing up the centre for countering digital hate, it brought up the Capital and Coast District Health Board. Oh well, which I'm sure aren't involved in this at the moment. But uh, there's there's an acronym for everything. There is. I'm just so interested at the moment on the number of battles that are being fought by X as it's said, across all these different places at the moment while it changes what it does. So as we found out now, there's – the word tweet seems to disappear. It's gone. It's now post. Post. Yeah, you need to post now. And normally it would say, you know, someone retweeted. Now it's reposted. Reposted. So it's sort of getting a little bit unrecognisable into what it was. It definitely is. So it's really changed us around. It's, it's quite remarkable to watch a big brand just – throw everything out the window so fast I don't know how often that's happened before it's like a live I experiment have no idea.
1: yeah it is it really is um, and I can't say I'd be interested to know if it's brought anyone back to the app out of curiosity I can't I've not found myself being any more interested yeah. in going back on I find it quite dull visually I just yeah. think it's
0: dull it's, I stay on it for a news curation on there but um, our good friend Alan Robuck from the Ipswich Today podcast sent across some stuff during the week about Threads traffic falling. Okay, I'm not surprised. Which is a, a good reminder because I thought I actually hadn't been on Threads for a bit. Neither. But neither. <laughs> I went on Threads during the weekend. and cheer was average stuff.
1: Yeah, what are you seeing?
0: I'm oh, just seeing these random things like politicians keep coming up in my feed and Threads and I don't follow politicians. <laughs> I try to have a politician-free social media it experience. He must be
2: listening
1: to you just to stir you up.
0: Yeah, it keeps, it keeps giving me politi- – like – The New South Wales Premier is prolific on my Threads feed. Is she? He. He, yeah. He, yes. And I I, I don't know why. I, I don't know why Threads would think I want to see stuff from the New South Wales Premier. But it does say, I don't like the experience on Threads. Twitter is changing before our eyes. So it's a very interesting space that we're in. So we'll keep an eye on that. The ABC, I wanted to bring this up just briefly, the ABC backflipping on its 7pm national news bulletin. So there was lots of wailing earlier in the year when the ABC announced a bunch of changes to its news service, including that the 7pm Sunday night state bulletin, always produced in each state, was going to be scrapped in favour of a national bulletin. This week, the ABC has reversed that decision. The state bulletins will uh, play out. They'll continue on, which I think is a good decision. It's really interesting to watch what the ABC does because obviously they have public funding guaranteed. Most of the media outlets we talk about are commercially based. They've got to fight for their own revenue. The ABC doesn't have that. ABC does a lot of really good stuff. We know that. I still think that the ABC does not serve Queensland in the way it should. I've said that for a long time. And even the thought that you would drop (laughs) state-based bulletins on a Sunday night feeds into the mantra that the ABC really cares about Sydney and maybe Melbourne as well and not much else beyond that. So I'm glad the ABC reversed that one because it's got a lot to offer the ABC. It's just got to remember that it serves Australians. It doesn't serve the opinions of its own uh, small group of staff members who make these decisions. Very good point. End of rant. Now, we haven't for a while. Looked at the celebrity magazines. So it's time to do that again. The celebrity <laughs> well, magazines.
1: I've, I've not printed myself one off here, so we're you gonna have haven't. to. Share. Oh, well, I'll hand, oh hang on, we've got oh, two. You got both. We've got there two, you there we go. I you wonder. can have
0: a copy there. I'm gonna start Stitch with up. the new idea, because there's a big story here involving Terry Irwin, of course, the widow of the, the crocodile hunter Steve Irwin, mm-hmm. and Anthony Wiggle. I don't think that's his last name. No. What? But that's the guy from the wiggles which is our happy news i don't think they're hooked Ooh, up no. i just think there's probably some commercial deal going on probably Now, i'm sure they're nice people i honestly could not care less about that one but I'm, it shows you that people do because we always say these magazines do well Uh, Look, there's a couple of things there. Um, The the Newton family, Bert Newton, the late Bert Newton, his family obviously do uh, good business in these mags because uh, Bert's granddaughter is apparently um, doing something fantastic, which is good for her. Okay. Young girl. Here's the thing though. Camilla, as in the Queen, Camilla's worst week ever. This is big. I'm interested to know. I would pick that up to go, when you're the Queen, what is the worst week ever?
1: Yeah, no, you're right. She looks pretty. Um, Did
0: someone bring out the meal five minutes late? I don't know. You can only
1: guess. can
0: relative worst week ever. That's a big call. Now, Woman's Day, you're across this. What's happening on the Woman's Day?
1: Yeah, so we have George and Amal. They're married in Italy. Now, I'm guessing that's probably around uh, married again. George, yeah, has, ma- married again. Has there again been, in has Italy there been trouble?
0: Has there been trouble in the marriage? Who knows. George Clooney he looks very happy on the front page. He
1: does look pretty happy, and I'm, I'd be happy too. He's got a brilliant house in Lake Como, so I'm wondering if it's out there. Yep. Um, to the left there, we have some royal coverage. So Harry's secret trip to Africa with Archie it wasn't
0: very secret if they've got photos.
1: No, there's a very. Uh, it's very well covered by the looks. Um yep. Anyhow, moving along, we've got we've got some excellent recipes down at the bottom there. What's that one I'm saying? Yummy. New dinners for two. Dinner's for 2 I'll have to take this home to Shannon. Won't work around our place. No, no. We've got Fifi finds love on the school run. Fun date picks.
0: Well, that's going to get me in. Fun date picks. That sounds right. magnificent. With an exclamation mark too. So there are obviously some pretty fun picks. Yeah, there must be.
1: Um, and then we've got the, Is that a block? 20 years on Season 1 winners Adam Fiona Inside your, our dream home Oh this is magnificent Isn't it? All exciting stuff It is Now how's the weekend for you? What is this weekend for me? Uh, I've got to work tonight Work tomorrow And uh, that'll be me really okay. Sunday's nothing What about you? I'm going to Toowoomba Oh
0: Yes the, Very good The mighty North Devils Are playing the Western Clydesdales who are back in the competition for the first time in 17 years yeah. We're back up to Toowoomba for a game in Toowoomba
1: odds of uh, odds of a win I oh,
0: hope so. I hope so. It's a desperate race for the finals. So <laughs> uh, I uh, hope the Guys can do it. It'll be a much better trip home if they can. Oh, I bet best of luck to them Enjoy the weekend You too